0: See website for details.
1: There are Olympic athletes whose most important muscles are their mouths. They don't need to be fast or strong or have any athletic skills. They just need to be great at motivating their teammates. They're like gold medal caliber Peloton instructors. I'm talking about coxswains, the ninth members of Olympic eights rowing crews. You can pick them out on the medal stand because they're the tiny ones. The rowers on Team USA's men's eight are as tall as six foot eight. The coxswain, just five six. And you can pick them out in the boat because well, they're the ones who don't row. They just sit there and yell at their teammates who are throwing their entire bodies into this grueling event. To an outsider, it might seem like coxswains are the least impressive athletes in the entire Olympics. But these yapping pipsqueaks are worth their tiny weight in Olympic gold. We talked to Team USA Cox and Caitlin Gureggian. Caitlin, how do people know that you're good at your job?
2: That is such a good question. It's very subjective. I guess there are like some objective markers of a good coxswain and that is steering straight. That's maybe the only objective thing <laughs> that I can think of.
1: Gregian may say there's no objective way to measure her skill, but she's objectively won just about everything. She won multiple championships in college and then got called up to Team USA. The American women's eights have won back to back to back Olympic gold and won eight straight world championships between 2006 and 2015. Greggian coxed five world champion boats and heads to Tokyo looking for her second Olympic gold. So which is it? Are coxsweds just freeloaders piggybacking to gold on their massive friend's shoulders? Or are they actually the key to preserving one of Team USA's most dominant Olympic dynasties? This is the Ringer Guide to the Summer Games. I'm your host, Roger Sherman. Today's sport of the day, rowing. Rowing is one of the first modern spectator sports. The boat race between Cambridge and Oxford has been contested on the River Thames in London since 1829, and since 1878, Harvard and Yale have raced on the River Thames in New London, Connecticut. Wow, I thought you guys were smart. Apparently, you're just big ripoffs. In college rowing, crews generally have four or eight rowers and the events take place on winding rivers like the Head of the Charles in Boston. Because of that, almost every college rowing event has coxswains. The coxswain controls a boat's rudder and steers it around a river's twists and turns to keep it from crashing. The Olympics opt for a less quaint version of rowing. Olympic rowing venues aren't rivers, they're flat, straight, waveless environments that allow boats to go as fast as possible. While river races have boats go out one by one, Olympic venues have six lanes, so there's really a race to the finish line. And the Olympics have largely gotten rid of coxswains. In 1992, the IOC dumped the men's coxed pairs and coxed fours events. Since the course is perfectly straight, a coxswain steering is less important, but they can't get rid of coxswains in the eights, the last coxed rowing event at the Olympics. The boats involved are 60 feet long and they go really fast and they're really hard to turn. Because college rowing in the U.S. is based around these big boats with coxswains, Team USA's Olympic rowing success is limited almost entirely to this one race. It has never won a gold medal in any women's rowing event besides the eights. And it hasn't won any other men's rowing events since 1984. Since 2008, Team USA's rowing teams are 0 for 30 in coxless events and three for three winning gold in the women's eights. So what exactly does the coxswain
0: do? What what would you say you do here?
1: Coxswain is a completely unique job. It's the only position at the Olympics where men can compete on women's teams and vice versa. Like Caitlin said, they have to steer. Although the Olympic course is straight, that boat can still get blown off track by wind. They have to make weight. There are minimum weights for coxswains, 110 pounds for women, 120 for men. Otherwise, teams might throw a toddler or a baby in there and hope the boat stays straight. Coxswains have to act like coaches. Their calls keep the rowers in rhythm and let them know whether they need to increase or decrease their pace But most importantly, they need to know how to motivate their crew to say that special thing that unlocks the last ounce of energy athletes did not know that they even had. Coaches at the Olympics don't get medals, but coxswains are different. They're this strange hybrid of athlete and coach Kite man and taskmaster, there is no one at the Olympics like Coxswains. And there's no coxswain at the Olympics like Caitlin Gregian. While most rowers earn spots on Olympic crews through rigorous physical testing, coxswains get voted in by their teammates.
2: It takes a really long time to earn the trust of your teammates. And part of that is because you're not actually doing any of the physical work. So what I try to do whenever I'm in a situation is just observe my teammates and observe how they cheer for each other, observe how they react when they get coached, observe how they react under pressure and when things aren't going well. And that way I can try to mirror that when it comes time for me to be the one to get it out of them.
1: At first, Gregian wasn't sure what she was doing. In fact, she crashed the very first time she coxed a boat as an Orlando area high schooler. In her early days as a coxswain, she didn't know what to say. But she found that her teammates listened when she spoke.
2: I think I have a little bit of a resting bitch face. So when you're just quiet and you've got a mean look on your face, people think that you're confident. But really, I was just terrified and I, was, I wasn't I was saying anything because I was so scared of saying the wrong thing. I think that sometimes it was interpreted as like, oh, you know, this is a confident person that only speaks when things need to be spoken about. And I think I just ended up being lucky in that regard.
1: <laughs> For an Olympic sayer of things, knowing what to say isn't always easy.
2: Sometimes it's really hard to ask your teammates to do more I innately just want to be supportive and say, you guys are doing such a good job, and you're so awesome. and I'm like, don't worry, everything's going okay.
1: That's why Gregian, like any other athlete, has to practice.
2: I go through my race and I visualize my race and everything that I'm going to say multiple times before the race actually happens. So obviously I don't know how the race is going to play out, but I'll make calls. Like, we're two seats down on New Zealand. We're going to push through them in two. Or you're walking on Australia, or Canada's pushing through on you. And I'll try and visualize that, and I'll run through the race with multiple scenarios. But my goal is to basically have everything as scripted as possible and know it like the back of my hand.
1: So can I hear a little bit of what you'd say during a race?
2: There is like a special mode that I have to be in to really call the race. But if we're coming up on a move, what I'll say is, OK, this is a good rhythm. This is the rhythm that you want to be in. We have to put our blades in the water before we push. The move is coming up. Right now, you're two seats from a gold medal off of Australia. I wouldn't say like, I said that right now because it's a little awkward for me to try and call the race.
1: Because you're not in the mode.
2: are not my teammate, yeah.
1: Thanks for your time and good luck in Tokyo. We'll try to figure out what motivates me so that next time you can yell at me. Team USA's eights Dynasty is in the middle of a rebuild. Only one of the eight rowers from the 2016 gold medal crew is back in 2021, but Garegian is back in coxswain, and her job is to make sure that everybody keeps doing the things that won this team all of its gold medals. The success of this crew obviously depends on the big muscles of the eight rowers, but those eight rowers depend on the loud voice of their tiny friend, Caitlin. Coxing is the strangest job at the Olympics, but if Team USA wins a fourth straight gold medal, you'll know why it's so important. I'd like to thank our associate producers, Erica Cervantes and Lonnie Ronaldo, who literally made these episodes. Additional thanks go to Ben Glixman and Arjuna Ramgopal. I'd especially like to thank the Ringer's fact-checking team for making sure I didn't say anything wrong in these episodes. And I'd like to thank you for listening.